Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Every time you speak, you're either doing God's work or Satan's work. Or it's some idle chatter which means nothing anyway. And we say it. Matthew 12, 34, if you want to go and check that. Your words show what is in your heart. And in so doing, you actually come into agreement. You know the spiritual concept of agreeing. The principle of agreement. You actually come into agreement with Satan. And it is established. Probably all of us sitting here today have got agreements that we've entered into with Satan. You'll hate to believe it, but go figure. But the blood of Jesus, we're going to pray just now, you can cancel every one of those things. You know, the power of the word spoken is unbelievable. Darkness, Holy Spirit hovering. Suddenly, a big, bang, a humongous, God says, light, be, once, he didn't get up the next day and do it again, his word echoes through eternity, and light bees, And the Bible tells us that there will come a time when God will pour his word back. And you will see planets burst into flame. And you will see the heavens on fire as God's word returns to his saints. May you and I will be long gone by then. Don't worry. Study the word of God, you'll see. As you study the God of the word, all the enemy wants you to do is speak his words. And with the creative power of your, your tongue, his plans are established against you, against your family, against your finances, your marriage, your health, your ministry, your government, your nation, your entire well-being. Stop it. Have a responsible tongue today. In Mark chapter 5, for the sake of time, you can read it at home. Mark chapter 5, there are three specific episodes all related to fear. There is the Gadarene demoniac living amongst the, the tombstones. There is Jairus who comes to Jesus and tells him, my daughter's about to die, please come. There's the woman with the issue of blood who had spent all her resources and her condition was getting worse. Jesus ties in with Jairus. He says, okay, come, I'm on my way. And as he turns to go with Jairus, the woman with the issue of blood comes to him. And he deals with her. He delivers her. He delivered the Gadarene who thought he was so far gone from God 
that it was impossible. He was enchained. He was in all kinds of things. He couldn't move. He was trapped in circumstance. What are you trapped in? Porn. Huh? What are you trapped in? You only trapped the first time. You're a victim. After that, you're a volunteer victim. Come on. What are you trapped in? Gossip. What are you trapped in? Debt. Cut up your cards. Owe no man anything but the debt of love. Can be done. Can be done. While he's dealing with the woman, the servant comes to Jairus and says, don't bother calling Jesus. The daughter's dead. Now what have you been praying for? And all of a sudden, it's like God has started to work, but then he turned his back. He forgot you. He lost your IP address. He lost your cell number. He disappeared. He's not coming through for you. He deals with the woman with the issue of blood. She had to push herself through a crowd of people. What will the people say? I don't care. Devil, leave me alone. I belong to Jesus. Now play in the crowd. Leave me alone. I belong to Jesus. Did I fall? Not your business. Between me and my Savior. Then Jesus says to Jairus, come, let's go. She's not dead. She's only sleeping. Let me throw this out quickly for the sake of just to get you going. I want to suggest, and you can, you can phone the pastor later. I want to suggest that Christians do not die. They fall asleep. Throughout Scripture, Jesus says, no, Lazarus is not dead. He's only sleeping. The power of death is destroyed. Either it is or it isn't. Anyway, that's not. In verse 36 of Mark chapter 5, Jesus gives the key to all of those situations. Whether you are fearing that what you have done or what has happened to you is so ugly, so unspeakable, so far away from God that it cannot be delivered. All your resources are gone and your company is in danger of folding no matter what. And you've been praying and it looked like God was going to come through. But then the finances changed again. Or if it's the whatever it is. Your children's marriage. Or your marriage. In verse 36, Jesus says this. Do not fear. Only believe. All of those situations. Let's see if we can wrap it up. This is why God tells us. Another thing I want to leave with you. To Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of love and of power and of a sound mind. On the negative side, there is only one weapon. Fear. 
lot of fear and unemployment and infertility and no, it's just fear. It's all fear. God says you have not been given the spirit of fear. There's that entity again. That's not my inheritance for you. But you have been given the spirit of love, of power, of a sound mind, self-control. What does that mean? You and I have a supernatural superpower. What's your superpower? This is it. I am supernaturally empowered to love God, to love me, and to love you. Can't do it by myself. But there's a supernatural deposit for me to draw on. Jesus helped me to love Stephen. He is such a professional grace grower. But I have a spirit of power that empowers me to do these things. And I have a spirit of a sound mind. I have a supernatural power to control my tongue. You do not have a spirit of fear, but of love and of power, and of a sound mind. So where to from here? James chapter 4, verse 7. People want to bind the devil. James chapter 4, verse 7, gives you the key to having that authority. It says, submit to God. First, find out what God says in his word. Go and stand there. And from there, you can resist and he must flee. But if you're not submitted, you can bind and loose till you go green. Nothing will happen. So where to from now? Here's a very important sentence. And anyone who studied psychology will know this. Your thoughts and your feelings cannot be trusted. Ladies? Guys? You know what brings a man off course? Not what he sees, what he thinks he sees. What brings a woman off course? Not what she feels, what she thinks she feels. Your thoughts and your feelings are not to be trusted. They must be weighed up against the word of God. And what God says is the final word. 
on this situation because your words are life or death. I find somebody, how you doing? I'm getting flu. Oh, well, may the two of you be very happy together because you just gave your body permission to receive the flu virus. What does the word say? It doesn't say I get flu every December. It says I walk by the stripes of Jesus in divine healing. That's the truth. I don't care what the doctor says. Those are the facts. The truth will always override the facts and can change things. But the fact can never, will never change the truth. Be a man and a woman of truth, not of facts, not of hearsay, not of emotions. There's place for that. Peter was imprisoned. The church prayed. God moved. Same day, Peter was released. Remember two weeks ago, that little girl that was kidnapped? Remember? In Funabale or wherever? There was a huge upsurge of prayer right across the country. 24 hours, she was safely home. Two days after that, I received a prophetic word over, I'm part of a national prayer network. And that word said that I'm very fussy about accepting prophetic words because a lot of them are just soothsaying. And a lot of them are just junk. But when you test them against the word, and test them against the Holy Spirit's confirmation, you have a witness, you have a teacher. You can't draw a line on one star. You get at least another star and you can draw a line. I want to close with this. In the prophetic word, God calls us as his church to make him Alpha and Omega, King and Lord of our lives, to get serious now about operating in the authority as a son and daughter of the Most High God. He calls us to kneel and to pray for this nation, forgiving and releasing the people that are doing these things. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you know God's love is without boundaries? One of the ways is this. On the cross, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, you weren't even there. There was no prayer of confession on your side. And he forgave you today. Unconditional love. And we need to operate in that. We need to no longer be known for what I don't agree with. I mustn't be known for what I'm against. I'd rather be known what I'm for. I'm for people. I'm for dignity. I'm for truth. I'm for integrity. I'm for love. I'm for feeding a hungry oak or giving a jacket away. It's time to put judgmental Christianism where it belongs and pull the chain.
some of you know what that means. Let me say, flick the lever. It calls us to pray for the president. Yes, it is your president. Yes, he is. For a long time, I said, that's not my president. I didn't vote for him. Meep. He is. He is. He's ordained by God. He's there. We must pray for him. He is caught between very difficult choices. And he needs to grow strong. The fact that he stood up in, in church the other day and called the church. And Africa will be saved. If you and I together we pray. The Holy Spirit must come down. And Africa will be saved. Back to God's song. But for us here today, and I've got one minute left, you and I have the authority to call back the words of death that you have spoken. They even have a saying in English, uh, in many languages, I suppose, can I work a slut? You're going to eat those words. Take back those words. Because you can. And now today you must where you've been cursing and speaking death and rotten and stuff, stop it. Stop yourself. You have a supernatural power to stop it and to control yourself and to change your vocab. And we need to cancel every agreement that we have made with Satan because that's not what we are for. And we need to, from today, begin to find out what the blessings are in God's word. And we need to decree them and speak them audibly into the atmosphere. That's how you use your tongue to change the atmosphere. If I ask you and you, how are you doing? You say, well, under the circumstances, I'm, oh, come on. Rise above the circumstances. Come on. And we need to decree, go and see what God says in his word. Do a Bible study on the topic of peace or the topic of forgiveness or the topic of prosperity or the topic of unity. Make a list of those things. Men, put them up on your mirror when you do your makeup. Women, put them up on yours when you shave in the And speak it, speak it, speak it. And the devil came to interfere with Jesus. And what did Jesus say? He said, leave me alone. Do you know who you're talking? Uh -uh. He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. We are coming into a time in the world where darkness will cover the earth and heavy darkness the people. You want to know what dispels darkness? Light a candle. The light of God that's in his word. Let's pray. If something I've said today has reminded you that you 
You've been lending your tongue out to the enemy. And you've been speaking stuff that you should never have spoken. Today I'm going to pray. And you can pull back those words. Cancel them. And cancel the agreements that you have come into with the enemy. For you and I have one agreement, one covenant, and that is with Almighty God himself, nothing else. I will agree with what you say, Lord. What you say, I say. What you say, I say. What you say, I say. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that you love us, warts and all, and you committed to us, <laughs> oh man, for all the days of our life. You will be the father and mother to us that we need. Oh, my word. How do we get past a love like that? How do we understand a love like that? And Father, you have given us such an instrument of blessing in our mouth. Or cursing. And Lord, we just want to come before you honestly this morning. And church, if you're guilty, just say you're guilty. Just admit it, man. It's all paid for. That's it. I want to turn away so you don't see me licking it. But Father, for me, I confess every word of death that I have spoken in anger, in disappointment, in frustration, Father, in hurt, for whatever reason, I break the power of words now. I cancel them, for they operate as a curse. I take them back now. I call them into myself. And Father, I commit to speak blessing, words of building up from this day forward. Will you please help me to use my superpower? Holy Spirit, I need you desperately to do that. And Father, now in closing, I cancel every agreement and covenant that I have made with the enemy. I declare them null and void. And I declare my only covenant is with you, almighty God. To be the man that you have called me to be. And now, Father, I pray, I come against the works of shame, the enemy trying to shame you. It's not going to happen. Father, I have exposed the works of fear. I pray that you will take us deeper. I cut off fear. I cut off shock. I cut off the works of trauma, the works of frustration of murder, of rage, of death, of anger, disappointment, and every other entity that has a name, I charge them today, submit now to the name of Jesus Christ. And I expose their works, Lord, bringing it into the light that from this moment forward, it's your business, Jesus. You're in charge. I speak blessing over your beautiful people. Father, help us to arise and to be the voice of light and power 
and love and self-control. And God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. You're so precious. Thank you, Steve. Amen.